0: washed ye are sanctified but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God you may be seated <clears throat> as I already mentioned I want to I want to preach a message concerning this thought that we have all been lost and by way of introduction I just want to use an example that we would understand' that's something that we can grasp Um if you attend a survivalist training camp, one of the main premises, one of the main reasons that you might want to know survival skills if you spend a lot of time in the woods is in case you ever get lost. The teacher at this class would ask the students a question like this, how many of you have ever been lost? And uh, oh, I've been, been part of those conversations before and I've had to raise my hand, I, I've, I've been lost in the woods. Um, I was so lost one time, it was up north of Sandpoint, and it was in the valley, it was flat, and uh, oh, it was on a really overcast day, so I couldn't see the sun, it was just a flat light kind of day, and the woods were real thick, and there wasn't a lot of terrain to be able to figure things out, and I went around and around, I mean, I ended up coming out on a road that was, when I got on the road, and I could finally see... Down and I could see the mountains over by where Schweitzer is, the Selkirks, and I was like, "What in the world?" I was so far from where I finally came out of the woods, where I thought I was going to be. I was completely the opposite side, and I had to walk like three miles all the way around. You know, once I got on the roads and figured out where I was, I was so lost it was unbelievable. And uh, oh, and so at, at one of these survivalist training camps, you know, they want to know has anybody ever here ever been lost? that'll be followed by another set of questions. How did you know you were lost? When you were in the woods, at what point did you finally realize you were lost? Or what signs, what what indicators were were that you were actually lost? How long did you wander before you realized you were walking in circles? A lot of times when people are lost, it's... They've been walking and walking, and they're like, okay, I think it's over here, okay. And then after they've been walking for three or four hours, and maybe they're out hunting or something like that, and then they come right back to the same point they've been here before. There's that one particular rock or that one particular tree, and that's when it's frightening is you thought you were close to getting out, and then you realize you're right back where you started. And after all that walking and thinking you know where you were going, now What? Now what are you going to do? And it's getting close to getting dark and situations like that. And so you're just walking in circles, you're going nowhere, and you're lost. One of the key things to surviving in that situation, and they'll teach you this, is you have to admit that you're lost. You have to recognize, I'm lost. If you keep going, and oh, I got this figured out. I, okay, now, okay, now I've got it. Oh, it, when it gets bad enough and you've been wandering long enough, you got to stop doing the same thing that you've been doing that is taking you nowhere. And you have to admit, I'm lost. And then once you're lost, there are things. I, I was actually looking up some things online tips and things to do, what to know, what to do. And it's amazing if you just go Google, just for fun what to do when lost in the woods. It'll take you to some official, like, forest service websites. I ended up on a site in Maine, um, you know, and and there's all kinds of instructions and and things like this. Follow the waterways. If you follow the waterways long enough, it might take you three, four, five days, depending on where you are, but people, human beings usually, and this only applies in the lower 48, but human beings usually try to build and develop things around waterways, and so if you follow water long enough, you're probably going to come to a structure. If you're up in above the Arctic circle and you keep falling on the water, uh, you're you're gonna end up out in, so the rules don't always apply the same way. You'll end up out in the Arctic Ocean um, with polar bears and all that. And so, um, but the thing is, is um, there's tips. One of the things is, well, once you realize you're lost, don't try to save yourself, build a fire, try to stay warm, just keep that fire going. And people will smell the smoke when a search party is sent out and and stay put and don't try to save yourself once you know that you're lost. Oh, they say sometimes you want to try to go find openings and just hang out in an opening. So if there's search and rescue from the air and so forth, there's all kinds of things. But when somebody is lost and they're truly lost, to keep wandering is the worst thing that you could do. You have to realize that you're lost. And then you have to rely on someone to come find you. They have to send out a search and rescue party. And the most successful search and rescue parties are when they come to a person who had enough sense to stay put and wait for help to arrive. There's nothing worse than the feeling that you're lost. Once you realize you're lost, it's a frightening thing. It's a scary thing. It's also something that affects your pride, especially if you're someone who spends a lot of time in the woods, and then you realize that you're lost, you're self-sufficient, you've got this, and then you realize, you start thinking, how stupid could I be? You start thinking about everything that was wrong with you, and, and, but then this helplessness creeps in. I'm lost and I can't do anything to save myself. And it affects your pride. It messes with your pride. And you have to recognize in order to actually sit still and wait for help to arrive, you have to realize that you are completely, totally helpless. I'm lost and I need help. You got to sit and you got to wait for help to arrive. There are things that somebody can do to try to get help. You can call out for help. You can shoot off a flare. You can do all kinds of things, bang things together, like I said, start a fire, but at the end of the day, you're having to rely on help to come to you. You have to recognize your situation. When you're lost and you realize you're lost, all of a sudden, your perspective changes on things around you. You went out there to enjoy the woods because they're beautiful. You went out into the mountains because you love being in the mountains. You went out there for different reasons, but the things that you loved when you went out there, now all of a sudden are life-threatening. When you're lost, all of a sudden, those beautiful mountains are a danger to you. They pose an impossibility to get where you need to go. They provide obstacles, especially if you're lost and you've gotten injured. Um, The mountains, the weather gets cold at night. Um, The trees, you just love the woods and you love being in the forest, but when you're lost... All of a sudden, you wish that there wasn't a tree on the planet so you could see where you're going. The berries, and maybe you went out there to do some mushrooming and some berry picking, and you just love the undergrowth and the brush and all those things. But all of a sudden, those berries have thorns, and, uh, and everything that you went out there for is just horrible, and, and it's in the way, and you just wish that it was all gone. As I've been talking, you could probably imagine that so many of these things apply in a spiritual sense. Yeah. When a person realizes, and I'm talking about when you realize that you're lost, the things of this world all of a sudden, uh, they're a problem. Uh, they, 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 they are not helping the situation, what their appeal was. It, it, it's not appealing anymore. It actually prevents you. It gets in the way of you and God. When a person realizes they're lost in a spiritual sense, there is a sense of hopelessness, helplessness. Pride, pride, pride flees away. A person has to humble themselves. In order to admit that you're lost, you have to humble yourself before God and realize the reality of the situation that you're in. And when you realize that you're lost, you truly realize that you're lost, you realize there's only one other way that I can be saved. And I have to wait. I have to get help. I have to get help. And so we'll work our way through uh, this message. From a spiritual standpoint, as we're considering here this morning, how many people here have been lost? From a spiritual standpoint, as you're sitting there listening, think about from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, been yeah. I've been lost. I've been lost. I've been real lost. I, when, I, when I realized I was lost, I was so helpless and hopeless, and I didn't even know exactly what to do to be saved, even though I thought I knew what I needed to do to be saved. And it wasn't until God came and God revealed to me what it is that I need to do to be saved. But if you're here this morning and you've been born again, if you're now a child of God, there was a point in your life somewhere along the way that you realized... I'm without God in this world. I'm separated from God. I have no right to go to heaven. I have no right to receive the blessings of God. I'm alone in this world. My friends don't matter anymore. All that matters is somehow getting to God. Somehow being in a right relationship with my creator. And you realize that you deserve death. You realize that you're on the way to hell. And what in the world can I do to be saved? I need to be saved. Everybody here this morning, if you're really saved, at some point in your life, you realize, I'm lost and I need to be saved. Now, all of our experiences were different. Some of us were in the desert where there weren't any trees and there wasn't anybody within, you know, a thousand miles. And you could see for forever, but you were lost and you were in danger. Some of us were in the woods. We were all in different situations in our life when we realized we were lost. But we realized we were lost, yes. and we knew that we had to be saved, and we humbled ourselves. But there's also people here this morning or listening to the sound of my voice who are lost. Everybody in this room, either now or at some point in your life, has been lost. Yes. Separated from God. We read that in the first passage. There is none righteous, no not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God in and of yourself. There are they are all gone out of the way. They've all gone out of the way. They've run off and done their own thing. Man just comes out of the womb just taken off running from God as fast as he yeah. can go and he's lost. He doesn't know it, but he's lost. And sometimes he ends up 20, 30, 50 years old and he's just running in circles. He can't figure out why he can't get away from this drug abuse. He can't figure out why he keeps getting into these same bad relationships. He can't figure out what's wrong with his life. He can't figure out why he's not happy. He doesn't know why he's, it's just, it's empty, but he just keeps going. It right. just keeps going back to the right. same old stupid thing. and keeps going back to the same old tree, right. the same old rock. Right. And he's like, well, I guess this time I'll figure it out. I'll do a little better. And he starts walking off. And then he's right back in the same old booze and the same old whatever. And, and he just is a slave to his sin. Yes. He's lost. Yes. And until he realizes he's lost, he's going to keep doing the same old thing. Right. And he's never going to find joy. He's never going to find peace. He's just going to be lost. And guess what? If he never realizes he's lost, he's going to die. And when he dies, he's going to die lost. And it's permanent. You're just lost. And it's like I was reading on the news this morning. It came up on my phone. Body of a man lost in the woods identified from 2016. He just went out into the woods and never came back. Listen, from a spiritual standpoint, that's how spiritually dead and lost People are. If you die without Christ, your body's just out in the wilderness, all alone, for eternity. That's hell. You are going to be lost for forever. The only chance you have to be saved and rescued is in this life. And so, um, <clears throat> in our passage, there in, in 1 Corinthians, there was a list of sins common to man. And then this statement. I'll just reread the passage. This has always been such a profound statement to me. And I, and I personally identify with some of the things that are in here. And you, if you've been saved, I don't care if you were a teenager, you can identify with some of the things that were listed here that Paul was talking about. And he was writing to the church in Corinth. Mm. And it had Jews. It had Gentiles. It had former idolaters. It had former self-righteous people. It had a whole mix. And he says this. Be not deceived, neither fornicators... There's probably a lot of former fornicators up in in this uh, room today. Uh, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate. There's a lot of effeminate people in our society. Um, abusers of selves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous. So we we check a lot of these boxes. There's not very many people that can say, "Oh, I've never been covetous." Um, and right along with thieves and. Adulterers and liars are drunkards, revelers, revilers, extortioners. None of these people shall inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says, and such were some of you. Listen, in this church this morning, we will all have to admit that, yeah. As you read down, you can't get away from these lists in the Word of God when it says this. It's such were some of you. Yes. It's a wonderful thing. One of the blessings of being in a church is being able to look each other in the eye and fellowship with one another, knowing that we have all, we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. We all relate. I don't care what your sin was. We all know. Unlike the world, the people in the world, the people that we might work with, they don't relate to us. They don't know what it's like. But we all, were sinners just like everybody else. But we've been saved. We've been changed. So that's past tense. He says, such were some of you. Yeah. That means if you were a drunk and you're born again, you're not supposed to be a drunk anymore. If you're, now that you're saved, you're not a fornicator anymore. You're not a, you're not a reveler. You're not a, a partier. You're, these things change and so something from the message I, I began thinking about this after the message last Sunday something from that message last week stayed with me and it wasn't in my notes I, I brought it out as a point as I was preaching because I just I just saw it sometimes, I don't know Pastor if you're this way or but sometimes while you're preaching a point will come out that's so profound it's like how have I ever missed that and then you've got to dwell on it and mull on it some more at a, at a later time but Oh, when I was in Revelation, uh, turn over there, Revelation 21. Let's just go back there for a little bit. (coughs) Revelation chapter 21. But there was, when it's talking about heaven, there's such a clear statement made concerning who will not be in heaven. It talks about who will be in heaven when it says who will not be in heaven. In Revelation twenty one twenty seven and it says, And there shall in no wise in no way enter into it anything that defileth, neither worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes. And then Revelation twenty two fifteen, turn over there. Revelation twenty two fifteen. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. And what jumped out to me as I was preaching last Sunday was, yet all who will be in heaven at one time fit that description. It's, a, it's, a, yes. it's, it's no wonder why the praises are going to be going on and on and on in heaven. It's because every single person in this church who's born again, every single person in heaven someday is going to be praising God. Because without are whoremongers and murderers and liars and thieves and all the sinners and everything, but we are sanctified. Like it says in Corinthians, such were some of you, but you are washed. You are sanctified. Not by our own works, not by the keeping of the law, but by the blood of Christ. Christ did it all. The Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And what we see in Revelation is that it is is all of God. And so here I am. I get to be in heaven as a child of God, but what I was forced to realize is such were some of you. So was I. And that's where the love and appreciation for the Lord just comes in more and more all the time. is because there's nothing different about me or anybody else. Everybody comes into this world lost. And I was lost just like everybody else. The only difference is that I've been saved. You know, one of the funny things is a lot of times... People who are Christian, they look at people who are Christian and they like they just think that they're better than everybody else. You know, well, those are the those are the good people, people who are truly born again, know that they're no different than anybody else and it is sad it is very sad and horrible that a lot of christians think that they're better than other people because there's no doubt that churches are full of self-righteous people who think that they are better than anybody else and unfortunately we'll get into this in the message but unfortunately too many people see people come walking in the back door and they forget that one day they were exactly like that person in fact sometimes the people that we dislike the most coming in the back door are exactly like we used to be and that's what drives us so nuts and we can't even figure it out that's just our nasty sinful nature coming out we've all been lost we need to be reminded of that so one of the key differences between the two kind of sinners that we read about in revelation in our passages today is that there are those who were identified as sinners past tense such were some of you In Revelation, when it speaks of the sinners without heaven's gate, is in the present tense. Whosoever maketh a lie. Whoever defileth. Verse 22, or chapter 22, 15. Without our murderers. The only difference is that there are those who died, and this is about in the future. After everything's wrapped up and after it's all said and done. And every last person's in heaven and every last person's in hell. And without... Are present tense murderers and liars and whoremongers. And within are those who were murderers, whoremongers, and liars. That's the only difference. And in the book of Revelation, it's talking about it present tense. And Paul talks about you were that way. In heaven, it's still gonna be we were that way, but the sad thing is, there's too many people that I talked about, like the lost man who went out in the woods and he died. There's too many people that are still going to be sitting there outside of heaven. They're still lost, and they're going to forever be lost, and they're still going to be murderers, whoremongers, and liars. There's a finality to the situation. As we read in Revelation, the end has arrived. Those in heaven are secure, they were found. The Lord said, I can't, after you got done dealing with Zacchaeus, he said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord God is in a search and rescue operation. Amen. He saves people. He Amen. finds people, by the way, when they're not seeking Him. And uh, oh, so, what a wonderful thing that is. He doesn't just save the people that deserve to be saved, He came, the reason He came was to seek and to save that which was lost. There is coming a day, there's a finality though in eternity, there's coming a day when there's not anybody left to be saved. Like, it's done. Time has run out. And Christ's work is completed as far as um, on a timeline, when the the last person will be saved. When things are wrapped up, there's not going to be any more people being born again. There's a finality to this. There is coming a time, if you're not saved, there is coming a time when there is not going to be any saving for you if you do not trust the Lord yes. Jesus Christ today. Yes. It's called death. After that is appointed unto man who to die. And after this, the judgment. If you die filthy, you'll remain filthy. Mm. It says, uh, oh, where is this? Uh, where is this? Oh, uh, Re- Revelation 22, 11. Uh, Stay right there in Revelation 22. It says this. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And so there's a time, I I meant to read that verse a second ago, but that's what I'm referring to is there's a time when it's done. If you're filthy, you're going to stay filthy. If you're lost, you're going to remain lost. It's a done deal. And so um, <clears throat> there will, is coming a time when there's not going to be anybody left. There's not going to be anybody to take your place of judgment. The day to repent is now. Yes. Amen. Not eternity. There's no opportunities in eternity. Once you die, it is over. And so in this life, if your desire is only to live for yourself then you get to spend eternity with yourself. You didn't care about God in this life. Why would you get to spend eternity with God? And so you'll spend eternity with yourself, but you'll be in this condition, condemned and unholy and separated from God. And isn't that the worst thing about being spiritually lost? Is this complete, utter separation from God. We're spiritual beings. We're created in the image of God. But we're sinners and until we're born again, until we're saved, oh, we, we're, we're alienated from God. We're in enmity with God. But the thing is, is once we're saved, once we're born again, we're no longer in, the, in that state, in that position of being condemned. There's a coming a day when the saint, I love this part. There's coming a day when the saint will be holy and righteous with no going back let him that is filthy remain filthy let him that is holy be holy still let him that is righteous be righteous still what a wonderful concept if we could just dwell on what the lord has for us that there's coming a time when there's not going to be any more sin there's not going to be any more regrets there's not going to be any more sorrow over sin. And when I talk about regrets, I'm talking about over sin. As a child of God, when we sin and we fail, we have regret. We have sorrow. The Lord chastens us. There's this battle. Paul speaks of it. Even the Apostle Paul, he wanted to do right. And sometimes he would do he would do wrong. There's, this, there's, this ba- there's coming a day when there's not going to be any more of that. But our position before God is sealed. It's done. It's it's done. Let Him be holy. Let Him be holy still. We have that peace now. Eternal security. We have a a position in Christ. But someday that's actually going to be... That's our hope. But someday it's going to be realized. Think about that. It's going to be realized. I'm not just positionally just before God I'm, I'm actually going to be <laughs> I mean we have so much to look forward to Amen. but there is that finality we can rest in that and so oh, there, there's such peace that comes with understanding that and there's a finality of being found let him that is holy be holy still let him that is just be just still once we are saved we're never going to be lost again That's right. so when I'm talking about everybody in here has been lost from a human standpoint you can be lost in the woods and they send out a search and rescue party three days later they find you and then you can go out a year later and do the same stupid thing all over again because you didn't learn your lesson and you don't have to take your gps with you or anything like that and you can get lost all over again and waste taxpayer dollars finding you all over again. You can do it over and over and over and over. But isn't it wonderful that from a spiritual standpoint Amen. we've all everyone in this room at some point has been lost. But if you've been found by the Lord Jesus Christ, you're never you, you couldn't get lost if you wanted to. That's right. Cause he he dwells within us. He loves us. He protects us. Mm -hmm. He makes sure that we're not going to wander too far. And if we start wandering off in the woods and start getting away from Him, He'll slap us. He'll he'll call out to us. He'll do whatever He's got to do to bring us back. But there's not ever coming another time when you're going to be lost in the woods if you've been spiritually saved. Paul says, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be ever to, able to separate me or separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ne- if you've been truly saved, there is not a point in which you are ever going to be lost. You're going to be separated from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love this teaching. Now, church, considering that we were all lost at some point, shouldn't we care about those who are lost as we were lost? Mm, yes. If we if if we relate, we've all been there. Yep. Then shouldn't we try to make sure that other lost people are rescued the same way that we were rescued? We should like want to sell out and every single one of us should go sign up. for. If you've been rescued, you should go sign up for search and rescue classes. I mean, from a physical standpoint, right? If you really were rescued from death, you would want to go volunteer. And I want to make sure I'm there to help somebody else in the, in the future. I would want to make sure I want to donate to the search and rescue fund. I would want to be involved in somehow helping other people who've been there. Because I know what that's like and how horrible that is. And there's lost people out there. And from a spiritual standpoint, we should be involved in spiritual search and rescue operations. Pointing souls to the Savior. Giving to missions. Tithing to the church. Being involved in teaching, preaching. Just witnessing to co-workers and so forth. We should care about people who are lost. It's sad that we forget how to relate to sinners. Sometimes we forget that what we were saved from and we become judgmental and critical of the lost, forgetting we were lost. Shouldn't we understand that some who were lost and saved have suffered more of the ele- elements than we did? Not everybody who's lost and rescued rescued suffers the same way and what i mean by this and bringing out this example is there are people from a spiritual standpoint who are going to be saved that before they were rescued they suffered greatly from a physical standpoint you can be out in the wilderness and you suffered from hypothermia and it was so i've had hypothermia and being out in the woods at night without proper heating and it is so extremely painful and your muscles are quivering and shaking uncontrollably and spasming and it's and it's painful it's not like normal it's extremely painful um you don't think right everything's slowing down um it's 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 horrible um there's people who have been out and they've been lost and they ended up breaking legs and and all this stuff and trying to find their own way out and they end up just making things worse they finally find them in their terrible situation listen from a spiritual standpoint it's like that there are some people who are saved. They realize that they're lost when they're 20 before they really wreck their lives and damage their life. And, uh, oh, and it's a wonderful thing. They were, they were rescued before it got too bad. But there's some people in this life who, when they're lost, they're just damaging and damaging and damaging themselves and people around them. And when they come in, maybe they've been addicted to drugs for so long that the, only half their brain is still working. That happens. Um, there's... Uh, People whose their family situation is so bad. They're they're in poverty levels beyond anything that we're used to being around. And all those things. And so when we're involved in these spiritual search and operation rescues, we need to understand that there are going to be people who have suffered more from the elements of this world than we did. And they need special care. They need special help. And so uh, sinners who are spiritually saved... At the same time, being saved, and it, when they were saved, they were literally saved from the brink of physical death. Their recovery is going to be different than other people in their recovery. And so we need to understand that when we're dealing with lost people. And then finally, I want to close with a thought for the unsaved. We have a great responsibility on us as saved people, considering that we, also, that we were lost at one point. But for the unsaved, understand that we have been where you are. Whenever I'm talking yes. to a lost person, I I get it. I understand. I I was there. I, I understand what you're. There's a lot of things in life that people go through and they struggle with emotionally. And I've been told by people when I tried to help them, listen, you don't understand what I'm talking because I have you know. When you're talking to someone, it's just normal to be like, I understand what you're talking about. I, I yeah, I hear you. But more than one occasion, I've had people actually tell me, no, you don't. You don't understand what I'm talking about. And that's true. You got to take a step back. No, I actually don't understand. But listen, I'm telling you, when it comes to being spiritually lost, I know exactly yes. what you're going through. And every, all of you who are saved, you know exactly yes. what I talk about when I talk about my struggle before yes. I was saved. You get it. You understand it. And if you are unsaved and you're like, I'm lost. Listen, I understand. I get it. Let me try to help. But I can't save you. But I can point you to the one who can. But I do get what you're going through. And then we need to be able to relate to people when we're witnessing. What I tell you about what Christ can do, I know from personal experience. I know what Christ can do for you. Because of what He did for me. I know because I've been lost. But I've also been saved. And I know the difference between trying to be happy in this world as a lost person yeah. and being happy in the world as a yeah. same person. I know. I, there's not a lot of things I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. Yeah, hey. And then, I know what it's like to run in the wrong direction. Mm. Away from God. And trust me, I know more than most people that I talk to about the horrible consequences are running from God. I understand that. I know what that will get. I know where that will get you in this life. So, um, if you're lost, you got to stop running. Yeah. Just like they tell you in the survival classes. Stop. Once you go past that tree, you've been past that tree for the hundredth time. You've realized that you're lost you, you don't keep doing the same thing when you realize that you're lost. <clears throat> you know you're lost. Stop. Be still. Sit down. Cry out for help. Cry out for help. If you got a blow horn, blow it. If you got a flare gun, pull the trigger. If you got stuff to make a fire, make a fire. It doesn't matter. From a spiritual standpoint, call out to God for help. He'll hear you. He can hear everything. Just stop. Ask for mercy. He will hear. Yes. Who is your emergency contact? Everywhere we go in life, there's an emergency contact. I go to the doctor's office on Friday. I want to know who's your emergency contact. I'm like, we're doing tests here. <laughs> we're not doing surgery. Why do you need to know my emergency contact? But everything, they want to know your emergency contact. Listen, from a spiritual standpoint, who's your emergency contact? It needs to be the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you need help, have an emergency contact that you can reach out to who is another person who's been lost and can help you. But most importantly, if you're lost, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what the Word of God says. Just do it. Stop running and doing the same thing. Call on the Lord, name of the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved. I know this is true. I know that it will happen for you because it happened for me because i was lost but when i trusted in him i didn't do anything i was laying on my back on my bunk in the middle of the night i wouldn't i didn't do anything to be saved literally couldn't do anything what did i do to be saved i trusted in the fact that he died for my sins on the cross he paid the price for the penalty for my sin and if i i just simply believed on it for the first time in my life i finally realized that's it. That's all I got to do is trust Him, believe in Him, put my faith in Him. It's not yeah. anything I do. It's not how hard I pray. It's not how, yes. how hard I yell out. Yes. It's be- it's believing Him. And I haven't been lost since. I was lost all the way up to that day. But yeah. when I turned to the Lord, He came running. Amen. And He saved me. Amen. Trust me. I'm no longer going through this life lost. I'm a different person. People who knew me before can testify to the fact that yeah, my brother who knew me really well and we, were, we got in trouble together. And after I was saved, he didn't see me for five years after I was saved. And he even ended up admitting it was two years after I got out. And after he had heard me preach and different things, he's like, he was just skeptical. There's no way. There's no way. I know Austin. There's no way. There's no way it's real. There's no way he would ever do, be really saved. And then he finally had to realize. He finally admitted to me. He's like, yeah, you're not the same person. And you know what ended up happening? It was about five years after he gave up being skeptical of me, he actually, yes. he realized he was lost, and he got saved. And there was a another guy I was talking to in Colorado. I know he doesn't mind me sharing this. A good friend of mine. Some of you know him, Grant. Um, he'd been coming to our church, and he he, he wasn't a church person but he had been visiting our church and visiting our church and he would call me up several times i go over and talk to him and one night i stayed there and i talked to him till 10 o'clock at night and he finally just realized he told me as we're going out the door he's like yeah he's like i just i just really believe I, i just i just believe i'm lost but we had already been talking and talking and talking about what it is to be saved and all i could leave him with was that's good and he was so surprised he said i'm just lost i said good Because you can't be saved until you realize that you're lost. you got to stop going in the wrong direction as long as you think you're okay. The first step to being saved is saying, I'm lost. And without hope in this world. And once you reach that point, he wasn't saved for another six months. I can't save him. Just kept trying to help him. He was saved on his own without anybody talking to him. He just finally realized he he got tired of being lost. He just trusted the Lord, came to church and told everyone, Man, I got saved. I've trusted the Lord, and he got baptized, and he was a different person. Listen, I can't save you, but I can just point you to the one who can. If you're tired of being lost, run to Christ. He will save you.